Hello and welcome to the Knock On KCLR and Scoreline.ie's weekly rugby podcast. We have a full house today. We've uh, five in the house today. Um, Tom Cruddy, James Bansfield, Johnny Tobin and Paddy Brown to my right hand side or to my left. Yeah, you're making a grow of that, Stephen. I know, honest <laughs> to God. Um, welcome, Paddy. Paddy's going to step in and uh, keep an eye on all things Tullo for the season as they embark, I suppose, their journey, which they've already done in Division 1A of the Leinster League. Uh, Johnny Tobin is a busy man at the moment. Uh, plenty going on looking after the college's rugby in SETU and everything as well. Uh, but, Johnny, you're stepping out for a small while. Going into retirement, as the fella says. <laughs> as James used to always say, pastures greener. Yeah. Um, but I'm just uh, I'm staying in the one money. paddock, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, just a just a busy year at home and stuff. Um, a lot going on, so I'll uh, let master uh, master of ceremonies, Mister Brown, take over for the year. And he'll he'll no doubt do a good job. Absolutely. You, you know, Johnny, I used to say when you were retiring from rugby that you had to play rugby to actually retire. So. You know, I'm delighted that, that you are now, actually, I'd say that you are actually. We've had three seasons. I'm delighted that you actually have something season. to retire from now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I know is I won't have to listen or look at you and Tom Crawley every Thursday for the rest of the year. You're going to be very, you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're going to be very sad, Johnny. Tell you, <laughs> you'll miss us. Oh, I will, I will, and honestly, though, lads, it was a great old, uh, a great old run in fairness. Two good years. <laughs> Things go against you in life, and you have to you have to roll with the punches. Unfortunately, so yeah, that's what I'm uh, doing. It's kind of like Brian McFadden leaving Westlife, isn't it? As I said, Bonehead leaving <laughs> Oasis, like you know. Well, I would have said Robbie Williams leaving um leaving Take That, but you know anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Johnny, you're, no, you're, you're, you're no Robbie Williams, boy. <laughs> you haven't heard me sing in the shower, Tom. <laughs> Tell you, it wasn't half bad though, Johnny. We had a Towns Cup uh, for Kilkenny and a Towns Cup for Tullo and a league and everything on the way as well. And Carlo uh, Storman and a Carpe well. Cup for Tullo as well. Yeah, absolutely. Five of them, I think, Tom, is it? Four or five? Ah. I don't know. I can't count anymore. What's that? <laughs> With four or five Carpe Cups as well. I can't remember. Oh, One of them, anyway. Mm. <laughs> that was look, good. I better shoot back into work, lads. No, but it's Johnny, Johnny Brown. Great, haven't you? All, All right, see you, Johnny. Let's look at the college right, right. for the year and everything. That's Johnny Tobin there. Uh, Johnny steps out. Paddy steps in. Uh, lads, plenty to talk about tonight. The uh, the Leinster leagues are back underway. Of course, the South East League stuff is happening as well. And then we've got that small matter of Ireland, South Africa at the weekend. 7-1 splits. Uh, and all that sort of jazz, but we'll talk about all that later. But Paddy, we're going to start with you. Welcome to the podcast. You're going to be looking after all things maroon and white for the year. Uh, J1s, J2s, women, youths, all that sort of stuff. Um, but you got your 1A campaign up and running last weekend with a bit of an unusual out half in the shape of former professional Sean O'Brien. Uh, you got a good friend. It was a, a strange feeling, a strange occasion in many ways, and not least because of what you just mentioned there with the former Lion uh, number seven playing out half. Um, I come to that in a minute, but just in relation to the the step up for, for Kilkenny are well used to it in the last few years, but it's, it was a, very much a, a step into the unknown for Tullum. We really didn't expect the result to go the way it went. Uh, we thought we'd be out of our depth a little bit because we're missing a good few lads still. Uh, and you know, having to improvise it out half, but um, 
we were very, uh, very, very pleased with the outcome, as you might, might imagine. Like we didn't really know where we stood with with Setonians. and as as James will testify there. I mean, it's it's it's, it's a bit of a, a difference from the Division One B in terms of four Dublin-based teams. Um, and while we were up there some years ago, it's, it, it was Sunday was a, a voyage into the unknown for us. Having said that, we we started very well and we had a few new lads in new positions apart from Sean, and it all worked out. Uh, Suttonians did make a bit of a comeback, but we got them. We got the bonus point uh, win. Uh, the final score was thirty three twenty, and um, we, we were obviously very 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 well pleased with that. With, apart, as I said, apart from Sean slotting in it out half, we had about five or six other new lads there. We were we were we still have a fair few as our club having to a fair few lads still playing Gaelic football, and we will be getting some of those back. I think Setonians told us that they were missing a few lads as well. So um, that was it. So Sean stepped in at out half. He he didn't get it. Uh, you know, he, his passing was 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 absolutely on the on, on the button, and he he was certainly was instrumental in, in getting the backs running uh, and and setting up a couple of tries. We have one new uh, overseas signing. Uh, we lost the guy we had last year. He's gone, but we have a new guy at Fiji now. I won't try and pronounce his second name. Aka is his first name. I was waiting for you to give it a go there, Paddy. Okay, well, Paddy, give it a go. Saka Asaka Avilio Avalo. So that's my best shot. I'm sure I, I get one in Fiji and before. Sorry, what's that? I heard with his brother. So he looked good. He looked good. I mean, he's, he's young and he's, uh, he's uh, a bit all over the place. Uh, he's still in terms of getting settled into the area, and uh, but he's uh, he, he shaped up pretty well and got a good try. I think Sean set him up for that. Um, so yeah, Sean's kicking wasn't um, uh, wasn't wasn't top draw, but he certainly his passing was ab- absolutely top draw stuff. You know, and just so much so that. Our lads weren't really ready for some of the passes, you know, so we'll, we'll get more used to that. Sean has always said, like, when he had aspirations to come back, back to play with Tuller, he'd like to play in the backs. Uh, but I don't, I don't think out half was 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 on the cards, maybe in centre or something like that. But anyway, because we will settle for last Sunday's results. Um, that, 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 that performance and plus the fact that... Uh, with a few or four or five other lads who uh, new new to the first, you know, some young lads in that. Uh, we didn't have a second match last Sunday, but uh, or last Saturday. But next Saturday we're we're looking forward to a big day in Tullow. Uh, we we have we're hosting Bective, and th- there is a, a total connection with Bective. Bernard Jackman has been coaching him for the last few years, and I think this year he's director of rugby. Now I'm not sure whether he'll be in Tullow on Saturday or not, but he's. Uh, He's probably tied up in in, in France, uh, I imagine, but um, he's certainly uh, very, very, very keen to see Bechtel uh, doing better than they have in the last few years. And we, again, we don't know what to expect. They have been top of the league, I suppose, the last few years, but didn't get through the round robin, uh, which surprises a lot of people, I suppose, given the, the tradition and the the the, the resources they, they should have, you know, with the, with the uh, so. Time will tell, but we have a big day Saturday. Our seconds are out as well at half one, and the, the, the first out at three o'clock. And um, our women are out on Sunday, and we're having a bit of a night then in the club after the after the respective matches uh, to uh, a bit of a social night, and hope people will stay on for the for the big game. Uh, we'll be showing it in the club, so lots to look forward to on Saturday. 
Good stuff, Paddy. Yeah, the interesting one was the yeah, out half. I'm humble pie anyway, Paddy, because I was, I was going to say I'm eating humble pie because I doubted Sean playing in the in the centre, let alone out half. And it sounds like from all the reports I hear, he actually had a cracking game. So I'll eat my words on that front. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of people would be were surprised, you know, and that's great to see it. Like, I mean, it just shows the. The ability the man has, like he did play one, came on for a few, uh, we had a warm up match there against Lansdowne seconds a few weeks ago, and he came on in the centre in that particular game and did very well as well. But um, he got a yellow card last Sunday for his trouble too, so he, he he wasn't holding back, let's say. And as you said, James, he he, he certainly showed up very, very strong, you know. So, um, yeah, all good. Good stuff. There you are, caught in the hop there on the phone. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you are, total pro, lads. Um, the, other, the other thing, just to comment, because you're, you're probably going, going on to Tom and, and to James and, and to Kenny and Carlo, and, I mean, while I said going into uh, Setonians and going up to Setonians was it was a bit of a voyage into the unknown, uh, Tom will relate to this, like, that the, the Carlo Tullow matches in the last few years have been fantastic and I think certainly for Tullow and not so much maybe for Carlo as well I think they, they got our seasons kicked off so we'll miss those local derbies this year and it was going to be great to have Kilkenny another local team against us this year but um, I'm not sort of uh, saying it's, it's it's great to be in a higher division but we'll miss the local derbies at any rate you know so uh, and, and uh, you don't you know, have to drive to Dundalk and Drogheda and Mullingar and Longford like the rest of us. That's so. true, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible the way it has worked out with those teams going into, yeah. in, in, in one day. There's huge drives. The three you mentioned there, there, is, there, the there other, are local drives. There's other local ones as well. Like, I mean, Kikeni, Carlo, um, Atai, oh, Kildare. So. Kildare, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As well. It balances out, but we, 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 we've certainly avoided Dundalk, Drogheda and and Longford is the three big ones, all right. Yeah, so the best to look at that, lads. You know, absolutely. But uh, yeah, we we, we too, and like yourself, James, we've two fairly local ones as well in Gorey and, and and Wicklow. So those those guys are will be well used to playing against those teams, all right. You know, so yeah, it'll be I'm interesting to see. Those games. I go. I go to go to those games. Absolutely. Uh, should we go? Yeah, well, you showed us how to beat Gordy last year in the cup, anyway, James. So thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, <laughs> James. We'll go on to Kilkenny uh, next, of course. Uh, yeah, so you were into new territory as well, but you've a tie in Carlos, so you little short hops as well, which isn't too bad. Yeah, I know. Look at, I mean, we're looking forward to the season. I don't think necessarily, as I said all along, I don't think coming down to one B is necessarily a bad thing for Kilkenny. Um, like, like Tullow, we are going into the unknown and. In fairness, we had Carlo and Kilkenny last Wednesday night, and I think a lot of people in our in our booth think you can go down to Division One A and play rugby and try and hit the edges and throw the ball around. And I think a lot of our own guys got a rude awakening against Carlo last Wednesday night in Kilkenny when we tried to throw the ball around. And to be honest, I think we we underestimated the opposition. And like I mean, as I I've been explaining to the lads at Kilkenny. Down in one B, it's an attritional division. You have to you have to front up first and foremost. You have to make the hard yards, and I think Carlo showed us that last week that you won't get away with playing rugby. And I don't know if you'll agree with me or not, Tom, on that. But I think we tried to overplay the ball in that game, and we won't get away with that against the Kildaras of the world this Sunday in Kilkenny. There's no way in the world we will. We have to earn the right to go forward, and I think that's a mention that Steve Ashmore has brought the Kilkenny from day one when he came in. You must earn the right to go wide. You must earn that right. And the only way you do that is by your forwards making hard yards. So 
we've reinforced the pack this year. Conan Dunn is back, a tight head. Drew Phelan is back from a year out, another a second tight head. So we had a tight, we had a prop crisis last year. Where this year, um, we have we have props coming from all angles. We have Robert Kelly back, Brian Howe. Um, last night there was a scrummage in session in the club, and when I say the lads went at it, by Christ, they went at it with one another. So we're kind of preparing ourselves for for what's to come there. Um, but looking forward to one to one B, and looking forward to to trying to build. And this is what point it was getting a few minutes ago. Is there's nothing wrong with going backwards to go forwards. We can start integrating young guys into the team now. Um, and like like Tolo and Carlo, we are missing people to GEA. We are missing a few guys to hurling. So probably our starting number seven, Jay Lahey, um, is hurling with O'Loughlin's there at the moment. So, you know, we mightn't see him for a few weeks yet. Uh, O'Loughlin's intermediates, uh, not the senior team. But um, we're looking forward to this week. Wes Carter is back there now. Remains to be seen whether or not he'll start the weekend against Kildara. But, you know, referring back to the Cup last year, after we beat Gorey, um, we played Kildara in a Cup semi-final in Port Leash. And, you know, we probably learned a little bit about them as well out in the Cup semi-final last year. We we might know what to expect from them to a degree. Um, we know their coach very, very well, an ex-player, any player, next to any coach. So we know what Dermot will be preparing a team to do. We are going to be minus a few bodies on Sunday, but we're looking forward to it. Um, try, we have a triple header in Kilkenny on Sunday with kicking off with the ladies, then um, first and then the second. So look, at we'll... Um, we're looking forward to it. The ladies had a bad result last weekend away, I think, to Eden Derry. Bad start to the season, but it needs to be considered with the women's team that there's a relatively new coaching team in there working around Paddy Moss, who was the head coach for the last number of seasons. And Joe Moynihan, Victor Harper and Gary Dunn, uh, or Gary Doyle are in with the women's team. So Gary Doyle has been coaching our 18s for the last three years. So he's going to be bringing kind of new ways and new game plans into that. So um, I feel the women's team are probably just in a little bit of transition in terms of game plan, but working with Gary and the and the other coaches, I'm, I, I have every faith that they will deliver upon that game plan. You know, um, bad weekend on the youth front. I think Tullo came down to Kenny in force on Saturday for under 13s, 15s, and 18s. I think we lost all three to Tullo on that on, uh, there. Um, some great rugby played in both. Have to comment on some of the players, some of the backs, particularly that the Tullow under 15s brought that had some really, really quick guys, uh, well able to put the ball through the hands. So I would be expecting Tullow would be looking to see a lot from that team. But look at all things lead to Sunday for us. There was a very good training session last night for the first and seconds. Um they really went at it, and as I said, in the scrummage and sessions, it was it was like Kilkenny of old back in the early 2000s watching the scrummage and sessions last night they absolutely hopped off each other so um, look at, we'll see what happens I'm not going to say much um, but we're going well, to again, can I just, just intervene for a second there Kildara whatever you say about them or whatever their strengths are they certainly have a huge strength in the front row so that would be interesting absolutely. for you on Sunday absolutely we know look we know they have a very very strong front row I think the Scully brothers there in the front row I think one of them might have gotten, gotten injured on playing in the in the Defence Forces World Cup there the week before last. I saw a picture of him in a sling. And there's a chap from Chihenny who was with us last year, Sam Smith, the second row. He's gone up to play play with them this year. And we know that they have a very, very, very good number 12. So, um, I think, look, I think it's going to be an exciting game on Sunday. Um, 
it's hard to get the head back around to thinking Sunday rugby, but I love Sunday rugby. When we moved to Saturday rugby is when I gave up. So <laughs> Tom is smiling That's there. Tom must have something up his sleeve now that he's ready to throw at us. <laughs> Before he does, I, I mean, the Saturday, the, we're, we're, we're very curious to see how the Saturday will work out as well because... I think it's eight years since we went up into one A before, just for one year. And uh, whatever about the rugby, the, the 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 support was terrible. People just couldn't get their head around going to matches on Saturday. So I'm hoping it to be different this year. Yeah, well, we found that the first year, but then we like we were up there. What we 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 survived in one B. We went up in seventeen eighteen, and we were there until last was that four seasons, um, including the COVID year. And the first year was hard, but to be fair. Um, our gate did very well in, in, in the last two years. So, you know, it might take time, but certainly think that it'll, uh, it's it's good in the sense that um, people don't have, people can have a few points after the game, but they don't have to work tomorrow, you know? It's definitely better for the players, but um, it was our supporters who fell away. So we're hoping to try and get a few matches later in the day on the lights on the 3G. So that might help a little bit to get the crowds out. Absolutely. Yeah. Good to have those facilities there as well, Paddy. Do that now. Oh, sure. it, should, it should be a great help. Yeah, it should be a great help. Yeah. We don't like those pitches, should we, don't Tom? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not. I don't know. There's a big mix between that and the players. Some players love it. All the young, all the young lads and backs love it. A lot of forwards don't like it. Burning <laughs> holes off themselves. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but it, to be able to play. 365 days of the year, any time day or night, rain, hail or snow, is a huge advantage over anything. So it's not long. They have, they have their pros and their cons. Oh, yeah, it's, the only that so, wouldn't be used to carpet not, burns. I, I am not, we're not saying anything about any any clubs. No, all, no every pitch all, perfect. all pitches are lovely. <laughs> all right, lads. That's yeah, yeah. So we learned that a couple of years ago. Careful, careful, yeah. Paddy. Don't get drawn into anything. <laughs> Yeah, don't talk about conditions on the day or anything like that. It's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lance. Yeah, for this Lance. Yeah. You were saying there, Paddy, is someone wasn't used to 4G pitches. Uh, I wasn't saying anything there because then Tom Tom Crotty's now is after making me making me more careful about saying anything. But it's, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. All the lads want to play on it. I mean, there is an increased risk of that particular injury if your cogs get stuck in it and you twist uh, that fibula injury. That's that's a higher risk injury. Plus, the the bit of burn is a, is a bigger injury. But um, on balance, lads are, are happier to take that risk and run with that and play a, a much faster, more open, enjoyable game. So look at the pros and cons. But all our teams, not just the first, all our teams want, at this stage want to play on the 3G. That's good. Good complaints. Uh, Tom Crotty, what's going on up in the world of Carlo? Apart from the circus there in the corner. That's not you. That's where we were training last night. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, we played it last week. We played Kilkenny uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, wasn't the most exciting game. Well, it was an exciting game of rugby. Actually, I was probably a bit hectic. Like, I, I asked. Yeah. Got the video off Doc and Doc says, Are you sure you want it? And I said, Sure, come on, we'll have a look at it anyway. And after going back and watching when I watched the video, we watched the video again. Um look, there was some good nice rugby play, but it was like this it's, you've got two teams who actually banged off, really hit off each other. The referee like let things go an awful lot. I mean there was there was 
as one of the last shouts within uh, those tackles were illegal uh, in 20 years ago, let alone now. But he let the game play and literally had two teams hopping off each other. The score was 3 0 at half time. It was still 3 0, I'd say, 10 minutes into the second half. Uh, then we got a try and missed the conversion, so it was 8 0. And Kilkenny came back hopping near the end. They got a, they got a try right at, right at the end. So, like, 8 5 was the final score. And it wasn't, there was a lot of sore bodies afterwards. And I chatted to the lads. I don't know what the Kilkenny lads was. A few lads uh, hopping, hopping and lipping up and down when they were coming back, and I had a bit of crack chatting to them. But I know the Carla lads were very sore. There was a couple of lads really sore. My own two young lads were very, very sore. And uh, the fact that we were getting on a bus the next day to go to uh, to go to France didn't help either. But and they kind of they kind of the old liquid painkillers helped anyway. So um, look, we're heading at the game. That game was look, it was good to play Kilkenny and it was great that we got as many players out as we did. Uh, James, I think he struggled the week before, uh, and uh, you know, with numbers and to have the two teams. Yeah, uh, but there's have, another reason for that, which the club are not. The club are not happy about the reason. The club are not happy about the reason why we didn't field against Gory. I won't get into it here, but right, something happened, and uh, we were our players. Some of our players. Um, let the club down, let the jersey down that weekend. So I won't get into right. it here. But we, yeah, but look, it was nice to have the game and it was a good because we hadn't had, like, we played Gory earlier on, but it was nice to get a second game in. We were playing a tie this weekend um, and that's going to be, uh, like, to have a tie as the opener is nightmare, really, because um, it's a local, it's our local derby. We just were placing Tullow with the tie. Um, <laughs> You know, we had two cracking games last year, um, both home and away. So, um, where's the game in Thunder It's in it's in a tie. We're playing yeah. the seconds are playing at three o'clock, and the senior the J ones are playing at five. Um, but look, we're still missing one or two players. I'm sure it's will be the same. But it, it, I don't. I think I think it's just going to be one of those first games. I think it'll be whoever whoever gives whoever makes the mistakes first, and uh, it even come down to penalties with, um, you know the way the referee the way the game's going to be refereed at the moment with the high tackles that can come into huge huge um, that can come in as a huge cost whether you're going to get extra if you give away penalties you know yourself so many penalties and you can lose a match so it, it can come down to fine I think it's, I honestly think the game between ourselves and the tie come down to fine margins they're a good side I like. James talks about coming down from Division One A, but this year's Division One B is a nightmare as far as there's the between the top two and the bottom two could be anybody because of serious teams in there. You have Bine, Kilkenny, yep. ourselves, Dundalk, Longford, Atai, and Kildara. Any one of those seven teams could be in the bottom or could be in the top. Um, because I think that uh, we know what we played last year. Uh, all the teams like Longford had had a cup, had a, a proper patch there for a while. Things went a little bit pear shaped for them, but they fought their way back and stayed up. Uh, Kildara the same. Kildara had really got their their pack. And Paddy mentioned earlier their pack were awesome last year. You know, very hard to play. We they bet us up the stick up there, and uh, we had thank God we kind of we got got around them when they came back to Carlo, but. They have an awesome pack. Bine coming down are going to recruit the killer because I'm presuming Bine don't want to be down. They want to get back up where they were. And then you have Kilkenny, who we know 
the capabilities good Kenny. So that league, the, everybody has said that everybody's frightened of this league at the moment. They really are kind of like going. You're really kind of looking to you. You have to win your home games. You you have to get bonus points. And uh, in fairness, Tolo last year, we if you're going to look at a team that did everything really well, and the fact that I don't think there was a game, Paddy, whether you won or lost, that you didn't either get a bonus, ex, a winning bonus point or a losing bonus point, and all those points added up at the end of the season, and that was the difference between us and yourselves. If you looked at the the extra points that were got in games. We got three tries, three tries, didn't get the four try, uh, lost in the last, lost, missed out on the bonus point, losing bonus points. All those little points add up. And I think that's even this As year, Eddie Jones be, says, that's why they're so called crucial. bonus points. Well, that's it. And it's going to be so crucial. Um, but look, we're, we're banging. We're looking forward to it. Absolutely. With the two new coaches, uh, as I said, Dave Byrne, born and bred in Carlo. Joe Bulmer, I reckon, was adopted into Carlo and still has just totally and utterly has come back this season to us um, as a coach and it's just Carlo mad you know he had a great time here when when he was a student and uh, and played with us and uh, he has fantastic memories and he's so enthusiastic so you have two enthusiastic coaches there so it's, it's a whole new chapter as I said uh, the coaches before gave us uh, phenomenal skills as lads there I never thought I'd see with the skill levels that they have and they've it's a new chapter in the club we're heading to a tie the whole lot are over. We also have a special occasion on Saturday night. Uh, I presume you'll all remember Andrew Melville Melly. Melly is back with a group from New Zealand for our, uh, a reunion. On I think he's come to Car on Friday night. They're a small. They do something for themselves on, on Friday night, but on Saturday they're coming over to watch the match, and then they're coming back to the club for a reunion and watching the Irish game and uh, a bit of music afterwards. So, anybody in Carlo that's uh, Wants to catch up with Melly or anyone anywhere that was friendly with Melly, he'll be in the club on uh, Saturday night afterwards once we come back from a tie. So, take the caravan out for him. What? <laughs> yeah. Take the caravan out. We're going to put it back. We're going to hire one for the weekend. Put it back. Put it back. He's, put getting, it. he's getting around, isn't he? Because I, I, um, I was at the opening match there uh, between France and New Zealand. He was at that as well. So he's, 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 he's getting around the place. Yeah, they were in London. I think there was pictures and they did it. They were in London and they were over and, and at the matches. So he's he's having a good tour. So I'm sure he's looking forward to a few pints in the club again. <laughs> the club again. I just well, I won't be drinking with them. That's definitely not. I don't, I don't think they, I don't, I don't think the liver can handle anymore after last weekend. So I'll uh, <laughs> I, I'll have to quieten down for this one. But why why were you last weekend, Tom? <laughs> uh, I don't you know. I was lost for 48 hours. That's. Did you not see him on the telly, Stephen? I, I did, I did. <laughs> I actually paused and around the back and said to my wife, there's Tom. <laughs> no, we drove the whole place mad. There was a hundred of us inside in the stands. Um, it was brilliant, wasn't it? Uh, Bonzo stood up. It was like something out of Braveheart and got the crowd going near the end. There was a story behind us, but we'll leave that for another And the day. camera panned uh, on him when he was doing that. There was a camera, the camera went on to Bonzo and he was standing up with the big man boy, on him. Yeah, it was like it was like a call to war anyway. The stewards and the skewers <laughs> backed off. So anyway, we uh you left it went from the fields of Athen Ride to Ole 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 and the last thing was you'll never beat the Irish. So we had, uh, very good, was, very good. Uh, yeah, no, no, good very good weekend. Sure. As we've uh, the youths are getting on grand. They're 
coming back and some wins, some losses. I have, to be honest, it was in a haze at the weekend, so I can't remember who, who won, who lost. But I know that, look, the teams are back and yeah. they're enjoying themselves. Uh, the Rhino girls with Tullo are flying. The 16s had another fantastic win, I know, at the weekend. Uh, I'm with the 18s. We're going to Gory on Saturday. Um with the 18 Rhino, so that'll be our first out, and it's just been hard to get them, hard to get uh, a team out, so we're hopefully out on on Saturday, and the 14 Rhinos have been playing away, so the girls are flying, and the lads are... And a big local derby on Friday night, Tullo and Carlo, 18 halves are playing, I think, aren't they? Oh, that's right, yeah, that's in Tullo this week, that's the second Saturday's match, isn't it? Um, Yeah, yeah, because it's... um, that league actually, we're hoping to have the final of that on New Year's Eve in Carlo. So uh, that'd be a good one. Um, sure, speaking of France and all that stuff, we're about 10 minutes or so left in the podcast. We'll uh, have a quick look back at the last weekend's match uh, against Tonga. A job done, bigger score than we thought as well. Um, but I suppose another build, another block uh, done uh, in anticipation of the South Africa match this weekend. Yep. Well, I, from the Tonga match point of view, I think it's look at the first my fifty cents worth is just the first the first fifteen twenty minutes was always going to be like that. It was a big a bit yeah. all over the place. But watching the Ireland were very clinical after that. Really, really clinical. Uh, they handled. I mean, the Tongans were very physical. It wasn't actually you know when you're at a match you don't see. But when you come back and watch them, they tell you and realize the physicality that some of the hits that were put in on players. Um, Jesus, like you, you, they're big men. They're seriously big men, and I know the I know the the cannons are coming on Saturday. But I was. It would be very interesting to see how Tonga do against Scotland. They're playing on Sunday, I think, and like Tonga definitely suffered from first match syndrome and a lack of really quality warm up games. You know, and they 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 showed that on 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 last week, and I think Tonga will be a different proposition against Scotland. And I wouldn't be surprised if they really put it up to Scotland next Sunday. I'd say you're right, Billy, because they were they were they were very they were very upset after the game um, on their performance. Like if you looked at the interview, they were like they were actually upset. They were disappointed in themselves, and I think Paddy, you're right. That won't happen a second time. Yeah. I think yeah, you can understand why, though, Tom. You can understand why when you look at the quality they have across the team, like in terms of oh, yeah. the front row, the Atu, um um dude was at Munster Fikatoa like I mean they have quality everywhere you know yeah. and to be fair like the way they moved the ball the way they played rugby I think it goes back to the point that you just made Ireland were just so so clinical mm. you know um, they were class um, but I do think I actually really think that Tonga will have a right rattle off Scotland I think Scotland are flaky particularly with Finn Russell at 10 yeah I know he's capable of doing absolutely outrageous things but outrageous doesn't win you matches sometimes sometimes it loses games and I think he might be Finn Russell might be a little bit all about himself and I think the loss of um, Hogg as well to Scotland is massive I know he retired six weeks out from a World Cup which I think was unfair on his teammates but um, I just think Scotland are watery to be honest with you I agree totally, James. Yeah, I think um, the over, totally overrated in Finn Russell. And as Sean O'Brien pointed out, that we had a session in Tulla last week and he was doing a bit of video analysis and he showed one missed pass from, from Finn Russell, completely missed his first centre. And he turned around and just put his hands up in the air and started smiling, you know. And 
John was just saying, "Jeez, I yeah. would tolerate that in any fucking player like you know." It was a no. terrible uh, no. look for a t- for a so-called leader. Yeah, you know, don't forget this is the same guy that Gregor Townsend chopped out of the squad two years ago for going on the lash in Paris. There's an attitude issue there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's able to get a million quid a year off bat. That's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, crazy, good going, all right. Yeah, well, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Hopefully, now the tongues will give him a good well, back. Tom, like, you were there on Saturday looking at, like, I mean, one thing that struck me was some of the angles that Ireland were running, some of the lines they were taking through the center. Like, I mean, now I know it's about perspective seeing it on the telly, but kind of they talk about work rate off the ball and things like this. Like, looking at it there in the flesh in the stadium, what was all that like for Ireland on Saturday? It was. Especially when they were attacking the line, you could see their shape. You could see their ability to whip the ball really quickly, and then when it to slow it down when they needed to slow it down. I thought Murray was really good as well. Like and I, and I and I'm a hundred percent behind Gibson Park starting this week, but I have to say Murray was really really. It was like it was like a rejuvenation. You know that he his passing was good. Um, his attack play was good and his physicality is, is there so I mean it's, it's brilliant to have a, a, all that experience on the bench this weekend I thought Ireland, I thought Ireland's lineup was very good I think they just have athletes you know and I think it's the hardest thing now is going to be playing South Africa I don't know what sort of a game they're going to play because that's just madness what they have you know I was trying to explain to someone today who doesn't really know rugby and I said they're, they're a football team and I said can you imagine taking half your football team off at half time and putting on the exact same standard players, another seven or eight, exact same standard players on on in those key positions, with like it with no change of quality, and that's what it's like. It's just like how do you cope? How you have to find a way around that? Like the physicality is just going to be. Yeah, you have to get like we have to get away. We can't. We can't keep taking it. But then again, Ireland aren't small. They're not small. We all, no. we all think that you yeah, know. Look yeah, at the, look the yeah. weights of the packs. We're not small. Yeah. They may have yeah, a box much squad. In the way of the pack. Somebody has to find the That's key. They're not, invin- they're not invincible. Like, no, Johnny is on song and we keep them moving around. I think that's the only way we'll beat them. Keep them moving, moving, moving. Yeah, and they're going to pick up injuries as well. Those big men will pick up injuries. We'll pick up injuries. It's, I think it's going to be a fierce, interesting game. Um, your point earlier on, Tom. Like, I mean, I think there's no surprises in the Ireland team for this weekend in the squad. Yeah, I would probably have question marks over Henderson the same as you had earlier on, Tom. But um, being in the bench, maybe yeah. McCarthy, a bigger, stronger man. But Henderson, Henderson, like really experienced at that level, and I just there's something there's something about Henderson that I don't like. He has everything, but he's missing something. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, oh, but like. But, we're going on about their size, but you have to remember, Leinster play, have played all the South African teams. Munster played all the South African teams. Munster beat them in the final of the URC. Right? They have this similar size players. They don't have a, like okay, Leinster be near near to an uh, uh, the Irish setup, but to be able to beat those teams with the physicality, the Irish teams are now used to playing physicality. We weren't before. We missed out on that, we're not, you know, because you only played France or you played England in the Six Nations, or you might, you know, you play them in in the Heineken Cup a couple of games. But now they're playing every couple of weeks. They're playing, they're playing South African teams, and I don't think they're afraid of them anymore. 
You know, and is Jack two, Crowley now number two? He is. Yeah, has to be. I think. I think. I, I think that's the bait is settled today with the naming of that T squad. I said it last weekend. I said when I saw Rathbourne on the bench, I said, "I reckon Crowley will start. Crowley will be on the bench for the big game." I was wondering about the selection from an experience point of view, as I was saying earlier, but then it was pointed out Danny's versatility as well. You have a point with the versatility, but just for big game experience, I still go back to it. Uh, Crowley, like he had the URC final and all that sort of stuff as well, but not high end internationals and not Champions Cup finals against the La Rochelles of the world and all that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? That's where I was coming from with that sort of big game stuff. Jack doesn't have that, but he does have versatility and he is very good as well. And you have to look at versatility because you've only got Henshaw on the bench. Um, well, yeah, the Welsh never started the Kilkenny match before the All-Ireland of 2012. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I... I, I there's one thing I think about Crowley is he has a he has a, 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 a he has a confidence and a cockiness that we all love to have in an out half. I mean, you want your out half to be cocky. You want him to be cock of the walk because he needs that. And the other thing is, he's not a big man height wise, but Jesus, he is physical. He's a very physical player. He has he's no fear, and he he's a better tackler. Than watch like the and you hear him speaking. So Ever good. listen to watch any any clip of him speaking in the dressing room? Like he he holds people turn and listen to him, and he's only a kid, yeah. you know. And that's a huge thing to have. And I think it's something more than Ross has. But I, I mean, Ross has given being a stalwart for Leinster and stalwart for Ireland as a replacement. So it'll be interesting to see. And I said it earlier on. I think he's going to be the starting ten for the Lions in two years' time. He'll be twenty four then. And what's with Paddy Power putting that one? I don't know. I think Sean, Sean O'Brien could have something to say about that. On that note, lads, we'll wrap it up there for the week. The yeah. best of luck to all your teams this weekend. Uh, Tullo, Carlo Thanks, and Stephen. Kenny. And of course, South Africa. We're all looking forward to that match. Ireland against South Africa this weekend. Plenty of debate and we'll tear the part next week and have a look at what happened and of course all the local ones as well Paddy welcome to the podcast thanks for joining us on the first one absolutely Paddy and uh, Tom Paddy or James Blanchfield we're back next week lads at the same time take it easy enjoy your weekend